Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh, and in this video, we're going to talk about four things you must do to finish the second half of this year strong. Before I get into my points, make sure you go ahead and download this video's worksheet, because in this worksheet, I'm going to teach you how to number your days so that you can gain a heart of wisdom. But as everyone is coming in, make sure you go ahead and like, share, and comment. If you haven't already yet, go ahead and subscribe, because I would love to be a coach here online. Let's get right into the video. Before I get into my first few points, let's make sure we break some things down. Right now is July 5th and July 4th was yesterday. And July 4th is not just a day of freedom in America, but it's actually the day that's in the middle of the year. Anyone who's played any kind of sports understands the importance of the halftime. The halftime is a part of the, of the game where you're able to reflect on some of the things you did wrong or did right in the first half and also give you some opportunities to adjust so that you can make the second half of the game better. The same thing is with the year. Right now is a reflection point. It's a point of the year where you're able to reflect, to see where you are, to see how far you've come or how far you need to go to make this year valuable. So many people are waiting wasting years because they're not counting the days. And right now you have the opportunity to assess your days, to see where you are. See, life is you versus you. Your greatest enemy is not the enemy who's the devil. Your greatest enemy is not God. Your greatest enemy is not your friends. Your greatest enemy is not anyone else in between. Your greatest enemy is you. And you got to ask yourself which you is winning. Right now at this halftime period, who's winning when it comes to you? The renewed self or the self that was ruined? You have to process and assess and say, okay, am I actually doing my best? Or am I just wasting the rest of these days? You got to be able to reflect. Now, there's two scriptures that I want to take some time to break down so that we can understand these four points. The first verse is this. It's Psalms 90:12. The word of God says, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. That verse is paramount. We have to be people that are teachable. God, teach us how to number our days. Teach us how to understand our days. One of my favorite verses that I that I love to teach and I love um, to, to really reflect on is the verse that says, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So many people are not maximizing their days. Their days are not starting with rejoicing. Their days are not starting with gratitude. No day is going to really be successful or numbered or made full if you're not taking the time to be fully engaged with God with the heart of rejoicing. This day right now was made for you. No days are made the same. They may have the same name, but they're not made the same. So this day, which is Tuesday, July 5th, is no, no, it's different than any other day. And God has customized this day for you to have such a disposition where you're able to number it, to be able to say, what am I going to do to maximize this? But the unfortunate thing about it is we're not teachable. God, slow our lives down so that we can be taught how to number these days because how you spend your days, how you spend your time is how you spend your life. And so many people are not taking advantage of these moments of reflection. How far have you come? How close are you to your goals you set in the beginning of the year? How many days have you wasted? It's crazy. I was watching a video the other day that talked about days and how many days we spend asleep, how many days we spend eating, how many days we spend at work. If we really calculate our days, we'll begin to see, man, how many days have I wasted thinking about this person? How many days have I wasted on social media? How many days have I wasted on Instagram? Then how many days have I wasted on TikTok? How many days have I wasted on YouTube? These days count. 
These days were not meant to be days to play with. These were meant to be days to maximize. And right now you have spent a certain amount of days this year doing things that was not ever going to uh, benefit you in the future. We have to ask God to teach us how to number our days so that we can gain a heart of wisdom. This verse basically means that I got to take time to calculate these days, to maximize these days, to number them. Because if I number the days I've wasted, maybe I can then number the future days well. And we got to take some time to see how we're utilizing these days. The second verse that I want to take some time to break down is Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. It says, look carefully then how you walk, not as the unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. It says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This verse is prayer. Let's take some time to break it down. It says, look carefully. Look carefully at how you walk. How are you walking throughout your days? Are you taking the time to critically and carefully consider how you're walking? The Bible says, look carefully then how you walk. How you walk is who you are. How you walk is your character. Who you walk is who you are. And you got to say, how am I walking? Do I have a limp? Am I injured? Injured? Am I walking pridefully? Or am I walking in step with God? You got to look carefully then at how you walk. Not as the unwise. How are you walking? How are you spending your days? Are there are they unwise or are they wise? Because the Bible says making the best use of the time. The time is now. Are you making the best use of your time right now? It says, look carefully then how you walk, not as the unwise. The world is going to walk the way the world walks. The world is going to do what the world does. But we as believers are supposed to walk differently and walk it on a different path. It says, look then carefully at how you walk, not as the unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. Right now, what is the best use of this time right now? And I hope this video is a great use of this time. But after this video is over, how are you going to make the best use of the time? How are you going to capitalize on these moments? Because right now, each and every one of us only have a few days left. And a few can be a thousand. A few can be a hundred thousand. But all we, we all have a few days left. Death is inevitable. One thing that helped me live life was making sense of death. And death is not a, a day of the end. It's a day of transitioning, like transitioning to the next phase of life. And once you make sense of eternity and you make sense of death, you can then make sense of life. And once you can make sense of life, then you can make sense of the one that has given you life and life more abundantly. Then it would give you a level of urgency and excitement to spend your days well. Once you make sense of eternity and knowing that that is long, that is long, 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 that is long, long, long. And then you make sense of death that every single one of us have to cross that door. Then the days become valuable. Then the hours become valuable. Then the moments become valuable. And then you would be more like Mary at the feet of Jesus and not Martha. Martha was distracted by much serving. Martha was doing what was cultural. Martha, back in the day, women were never meant to be at the feet of the teacher. The women were meant to be in the kitchen. The women were meant to be doing things to present, prepare dinner or whatever for the men. 
But Mary saw something in Jesus that caused her to be countercultural. Martha was caught up in a frustration because she was envious or offended by Jesus and the sister for not being there to help her. So many of us are distracted with much distractions. We are distracted with much serving. How can we serve ourselves? How we can become more successful? How, how, how? And we're working, 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 working versus sitting at his feet. And Martha got offended. Collard greens, macaroni cheese, the biscuits was about to burn. She was getting upset because at least Mary could at least made a lemonade. At least she could stir the, the, the sugar in the lemonade packets. But she was mad because Mary was where she needed to be. And then when Martha confronted Jesus, she was like, Jesus, you going to let my sister leave? Let me, you, you, gonna, you a teacher. You ain't going to let her come in the kitchen and help me out? Jesus said, Martha, Martha, your heart is troubled, distracted by much serving. He said, what Mary is getting from me right now will never leave her. No matter the food that you're cooking for us right now, it will go into the mouth, in the stomach, and out the system. But what's being deposited into Mary that's teaching her a number of her days, she'll never lose it. What are you doing right now? Are you, are you taking, imagine if you calculate how many days of your life was spent with God? How many days of your life to this point of this year was spent with God? It says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. These days are numbered, man. Uh, some of us are going to make it to 70. Some of us going to make it to 80. Some of us may not even make it to, to 50 or 30 or 20. And you got to take your days seriously. Now, before we leave this locker room and we go back out on that court, and we get ready for that second half. Let me give you four points we must do in order to finish this second half of this year strong. Number one, H, we got to make sure we assess our habits. We got to make sure we assess our habits. What are the habits in your life right now? You are the sum total of your habits. Right now, your habits are either hurting you or helping you. What are those things that you do effortlessly? What are those things that you do mindlessly? Those habits. Because your habits are the little bits that cause things to happen. I told my students the other day that, it, that I said, which foxes um, um, are the most dangerous? The big fox or the little foxes? They all say the little foxes. We know the scripture that says the little foxes spoil the vine. I don't mind losing a couple of fruits from the big foxes, but I don't want to get to the root of my fruit. I don't want the little foxes to get in there and bite at the vine, keeping the nutrients from getting to the fruit and for them to be able to blossom. What are those little habits? Not only big habits, because sometimes we look at the big habits and be like, these are the things that are really destroying us. But sometimes those external habits are the fruits of the internal habits of unforgiveness, of resentment, of bitterness, of whatever it is. Of, of low self-esteem, those hidden habits, those intangible habits, those internal habits are the things that we practice. What are those thought habits? Your thought patterns are your thought habits. Whatever you habitually think on, whatever you habitually feel, whatever you habitually follow, whatever you habitually do will determine what you have. What are those habits you need to change? What is happening in your life right now? Whatever is happening in your life right now, you can trace all the way back to your habits. And from your habits to your hopes. Because whatever has your hope will determine your habits. Whatever determine your habits will determine what you have. So in order to make this second half of the year strong, you got to say, what am I habitually doing in my mind, through my mouth, with my heart, with my hands, with my feet? So I want you to take some time to really reflect all those habit points. 
and begin to assess if I continue to make these habits or continue to do these habits, what will be destroyed in our lives? So many people are, are naive or they don't want to listen to the coach and they'll go from the first half, come into the halftime and still do the same thing, expecting a different result. And if we all know what that is called, that is called insanity. What are those habits that you need to change right now? What are those habits that are that are destroying you from the inside out? The next thing, the next point that we must consider, we have to make the necessary adjustments. We just can't just reflect. We just can't take time to assess. We got to make the adjustments. What are the necessary adjustments you need to make? And adjustments can be difficult. What are they're going to be difficult because habits are comfortable. I've been doing this for a while now. I'm familiar with this. The issue is we're not afraid of failing. We're afraid of the person we will become in succeeding. Success requires responsibility. Failure doesn't require much responsibility. I can fail and do whatever I want. I can fail and make excuses. I can fail and have a pity party. But success requires consistency. Success requires discipline. Success requires a different frame of mind. And that requires work. It requires the complete total shift shift away from whatever it is that I was formerly familiar with. But you have to make the adjustments. What adjustments do you need to make before you get back on that court? What adjustments do you need to make with your attitude? What adjustments do you need to make with your thoughts? What adjustments do you need to make with whatever it is that is connected to your life? Next point that we got to do, L, we got to let go of the unnecessary. The issue is we have a poor perspective on what's necessary. We have unnecessary friends we made necessary. We have unnecessary uh, um, habits that we made necessary. We have unnecessary people and things and the such that are not necessary. Only God knows what's necessary. And what Jesus said to Martha, Mary chose what was necessary. Necessary is a very valuable word. It means what is the most important thing right now? What needs attention right now? What is the necessary thing in your life? You got to begin to say, if you're not necessary, if you're not essential, then you don't have potential. You're not going to help me with my potential. If you're not essential, you're not going to help me with my potential. And we're making unnecessary people causing us to not succeed. Who do you need to let go right now? What do you need to let go right now to make the second half of this year strong? Last but not least, F. H, we say you got to make, you got to uh, assess your habits. A, we say you have to make the necessary adjustments. L, we say you got to let some things go, some people go. Last but not least, we got to go with the flow, God's flow. One thing about basketball, I'm a basketball player, I love basketball, is that uh, the offense has to flow through a particular player. In order for the synergy to occur, the offense has to flow. We'll give an example with LeBron James. Every team LeBron James plays on, he's the centerpiece. Anytime LeBron leaves, the whole team self-destruct because he's the center. Whoever's the centerpiece of your offense will determine how the offense flows. It's usually the point guard. The issue is we are we are trying to hold on to the ball. We play iso ball, individual ball. We want the ball in our hands. We want to do our thing. We do a bunch of moves in one spot and go nowhere. The ball has to flow through God. The ball has to flow through him. He's the point God. He's the point God. He's the point God. The ball has to flow through him. And when you flow through God, the offense begins to flow. You can't be so frustrated or so fearless but or so fixed on the past. Let me say that again. You don't need 
need to be so fixed on the past or frustrating the moment or fearlessly pursuing the future. You got to flow with God. You got to let the ball flow through him. And what I mean by that, you got to be able to do whatever he says he wants you to do. The Bible talks about when Jesus told, uh, chose the disciples, the Bible says they immediately followed. They immediately let the nets go. They immediately left their father Zebedee in the boat. They immediately. Are you a Mr. or Mrs. immediately or are you a Mr. or Mrs. eventually? The eventual people will never tap into their potential. The eventual people will not be potential people. It's those immediate people that will see immediate success. You got to flow. You just got to say, God, I'm flowing with you. I'm not concerned about tomorrow. I'm not worried about yesterday. And I'm not going to be tense in the moment. What I'm going to do is flow with you, God. And flowing begins with fellowship. Flowing begins with understanding that you're loved by God. Flowing begins with obedience. And flowing begins with making your life worship. F-L-O-W. Flowing begins with fellowshipping with God. God, I got to make time for you. I got to fellowship with you. I got to become familiar with you. Next, I got to know that you love me because love casts out all fear and I can be confident and content no matter what is around my tents. Next, I got to be obedient in what the scripture says. So many of us are waiting for a rhema word for God to obey, but we won't obey the written word. If you are not making a habit to obey the written word, you're not going to obey the rhema word. And last but not least, we got to make our worship a fragrance. We got to worship with God with our lives. We got to say, God, here is my life. Do what you please. And if you don't have that mindset, you're not going to finish the second half of this year strong. Think about it. What are you doing right now that's hurting you? We're about to go into the second half of this year and only God knows what tomorrow holds. Only God knows what's going to happen in this world. Only God knows what's going to happen. And you got to make sure you're at the feet of the one who knows what happens or will happen. Because when you're at his feet, you don't have to worry about what happens because God still needs officers. God still needs ambassadors. God still needs soldiers in these last days. Hope this video was a blessing to you. Hope you got something out of it. Make sure you download the worksheet below so that you can really begin to understand how to number your days and to really position yourself to make the necessary adjustments in your life so that you so that you can succeed. Make sure you check out the links in the description box below. Books, card games. If you need one-on-one -on -one coaching on this, you need help with anything, let me know. Um, links below. Books, card games, coaching resources, ways for you to support this channel. Love you all. I'll catch you on the next video. Peace.